Welcome to another episode of Rooftop Podcast. I'm your host, DJ, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Liam Gately. And continuing on our weekly series of An Asian Force, today we're exploring the Tiger Mom. Yes, I mean, the Tiger Mom. You know, if you come from an Asian family, you know exactly what this means. But having Liam on the show with us, as always, coming from a different background, growing up in Berthet, Colorado... Now, tell me, if I say Tiger Mom, does it ring a bell? Uh, not a term that I associate with, generally. The first thing that comes to mind for me is actually Soccer Mom, which is, you know, the classic suburban, middle-class family mother with two and a half children driving their kids back and forth from school to sports practice. But Tiger Mom, no, that one doesn't ring a bell. Well, we can take the definition of a Tiger Mom in many different ways, but... Uh, an academic one, according to Min Young Shin and Y. Joel Wong, a tiger mom is essentially a child-rearing belief and parental practice, which include having high academic expectations, restrict- restricting their children from having play dates, watching TV, having any free time. Uh, they restrict their children from choosing their own extracurricular activities. All their decisions are essentially made for them. So now... Myself, growing up with a tiger mom, this definition pretty much rings close to home. It, it basically just feels like you're growing up in a household with someone watching over you 24-7. So, DJ, having this close association with this parenting style, um, why is it that this definition may not be so commonly known among American family culture, let alone in academic discussions or political debates over families? So this child raising strategy of being a tiger mom, I think is something that we find very unique to Asian households. So if we take a look at LaRoe's breakdown of contemporary American uh, child raising structures, we can look at concerted cultivation and natural growth. Now we see concerted cultivation with uh, upper middle class, middle class parents and families where they enroll their children in numerous age specific organized activities that dominate family life and create enormous labor, particularly for mothers. The parents view these activities as transmitting important life skills to children. So now middle-class parents also stress language use and the development of reasoning and employ talking as their performed form of discipline. So now this is as close as we can get to what being a tiger mom is, but it's still very loose compared to how much control a tiger mom has over their kids compared to concerted cultivation. And for natural growth, it's as long as they provide food, love, and safety, they have a belief that their children will grow and thrive. They do not need to focus on developing their uh, children's special talents. Mm -hmm. Okay, so with that being said, why are they so different? Why do we see such a discrepancy in parenting styles for Asian families, and specifically that for those families who potentially fall into that Asian American family demographic? Yeah, I mean, just reading from LaRoe, just judging on her argument is that the parenting styles of contemporary American families, whether it's, you know, upper, upper middle, middle class, even the poor or lower class families all surround social class and just finding ways to to move up in social class or finding ways to be uh, placed in a position that puts themselves better off than the families that they come from or even just mm-hmm. just about even. But for Asian American families, Asian families, according to Sarah Miter and Usha George, 
from the article, Understanding Context and Culture in Parenting Approaches of Immigrant South Asian Mothers, the two very most important factors that go into parenting were character formation. So that's learning discipline, um, learning mm-hmm. how to wake up early in the morning, learning respect, learning how to respect the people around you, respect your elders, respecting the people with authority. And they talk about identity formation, um, which as being another very important factor, you know, teaching them about the sense of who they are, where they come from, teaching about their cultures, Mm. putting a lot of emphasis on learning who they are and where they fit into this world based on their background. Yeah, so that's what makes this so interesting because this is a topic that over the past decade that has seemed to have been brought up more in studies concerning families and personal values in the United States. In fact, there was a study I found conducted by a Pew Research Center that highlights some of the varying priorities Asian American parents in particular have compared to the rest of the U.S. population as a whole. So this was a study titled The Rise in Asian Americans, and this particular chapter on family and personal values highlights how Asian Americans have distinct values when it comes to parenthood and raising children. So it talks about how there is this agreement across the board that both parenthood and marriage are at the top for priorities. However, Asian Americans at around 67% place the highest priority on being a good parent, with the rest of the general public coming in around only 50%. Asian Americans were also found to value career success more, with 4 in 10 reporting that being successful in high-paying careers is one of the most important things in their lives. So to me, reading this, it would not be surprising at all to see these statistics playing into that sort of tiger mom mentality across Asian families when it comes to strict control over the outcome of their children's success in life. Uh, This is also further supported by the same study which draws in statistics from Asian uh, parent respondents who touched on how much their parents from their country of origin put too much pressure on them when it came to doing well uh, in school when they were children. Um, So this kind of highlighted with, you know, Korean parents coming in at around 60% with Chinese, Vietnamese, and Indian parents at over 40% reporting that there was too much pressure put on them. Yeah, for sure. I think that's, you know, that's interesting. The numbers just, you know, continue to support the academic articles and journals uh, surrounding parenting within Asian uh, households. Um, You know, as our time come to a close, I think we have time for one last question. And it's a pretty simple one surrounding COVID. You know, what are these families going through right now? These intensive households, like, what does that look like? Yeah, so I actually wanted to build on that perception of parents have when it comes to raising their children in the age of COVID, because I think there's certainly something to be said for the variations across different family different demographics, especially when it comes to family and financial and educational stress at this time. Uh, because of the extra pressure being put on children in that time of COVID, I think it's definitely relevant to this topic. And uh, as a matter of fact, I think it was Claire Kane Miller who put out an article discussing just this about parenting pressures in a pandemic in the New York Times. So in this news article, she highlights how there are a growing number of children experiencing extra pressure from their parents due to worries of them missing out on a proper educational experience over the course of the months where the pandemic has 
seemed to put a damper on classes and traditional learning environments. Um, and I think it was some 64% of parents who reported um, that, who reported having children just under the age of 12 said that they felt pressured to involve themselves more in their kids' education these past months. And I think most of this just has to do with because of the worries of long-term issues this kind of learning environment may have on their children in the future, um, which actually ties in with another Pew Research statistic I found um, that talks about the overlook of worries and aspirations and parental involvement, um, which I think lines up nicely with this, with this growing trend of interest in uh, parents' involvement in their children's education, um, which, you know, before this pandemic had already reported that, you know, about half of parents, a little over half, say that, you know, they would be fairly disappointed if their children turned out to be average students and um, with just under 50% saying that they wish they could be doing more and having more involvement. So I can only imagine now uh, how this may have been exaggerated with COVID, particularly with children experiencing the parenting styles that we have discussed today. Uh, well, that's about all the time we have left today. Thank you for tuning in. It's been a pleasure. My name is DJ. And Liam. Join us next week when we talk about Asian representation in media. This has been Rooftop Podcast.